0: Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Dazed and Infused. And tonight we're very fortunate to have Ethan Zahn with us. Winner of Survivor Africa and a very interesting fellow. I do advise you if you have not read up on Ethan and what he's doing since his big win, go out there and look him up. He's everywhere on the internet. And Ethan, welcome to the show. Oh, Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, I Before the show started, we were talking about kind of the, the nature of this show. It's not going to be the normal nature of my show, which is more about talking about infusion of cannabis into your uh, lifestyle through edibles and drinks. This is going to be about um, a person, you, Ethan, who's done something amazing with his life and transformed um, your win on Survivor into an amazing uh, new Outreach thing, and that that outreach is um, grassroots soccer, which is something near and dear to my heart as a lifelong soccer player. Nice. Um, so I I say welcome and thank you for doing that. Oh yeah, it's uh you know for me uh, that is a
2: soccer is a huge passion of mine, and uh, be to be able to use the sport to
1: help others in need is just a blessing. Well, I think it's a it's a great one. I I have to remember back watching the Bob Marley. Um, documentary, which I, you probably have seen and seeing how much soccer Bob played, you know, when oh, he was, yeah. a I mean, he was obviously, he's one of my idols and there's so many, you know,
2: Bob played soccer. He likes reggae. I like reggae. He was treated at Memorial Sloan Caring Hospital. I was treating at Sloan Caring Hospital. You know, he, you know, it's just, uh, there's so many connections between me and Bob. I just feel connected to this guy. He had that song Zimbabwe. I played professional
1: soccer in Zimbabwe, wow. you know, all this stuff. I love the guy. That's amazing. Well, it's a great connection, too. And I think uh, in terms of worldwide connection, soccer brings us all together. Or football, as it's referred to in every other country on Earth. Um, let's start off this interview the same way I start off every interview. And that's what's your historical relationship to cannabis in terms of um, you using cannabis or when you first got into it? When did that start for you? So as growing up as a athlete
2: and a competitive athlete, I really never touched the stuff, you know, all through high school, all through college, you know, uh, soccer is my sport. And I just felt, you know, it just, didn't play a role in my life at that time. And a a bunch of my friends were using it in college. It wasn't until the second semester of my senior year that I actually tried cannabis recreational just because I wanted to do something crazy before I graduated, you know? Um, And so, but then I went on to play pro soccer. So it was really never part of my lifestyle. And um, I, you know I wasn't opposed to it, of course. And then when it really did become, and I you know part of my lifestyle was when I was sick with cancer. But there was so much, growing up for me, there's so much stigma associated with cannabis, that I just stayed clear away from it. I didn't want to have to explain myself. I didn't want to have to like rationalize, you know, why I may or may not be using it. And so I kind of just, you know, crossed it off the list and just didn't want to get into it. But when I got sick with cancer, then all of a sudden the doors opened for me
1: and my relationship to cannabis completely changed. Right. Well, um, bad story how you got there in terms of getting (laughs) cancer and everything, but I'm glad it had some positive effect for you. And That positive effect came through utilization of CBD um, with THC in the achieving entourage effect, basically. Was there a specific type of CBD you gravitated towards or were you referred to a company or a brand, in other words?
2: Yeah, I mean, originally, when I first started using it was when I was actually literally sick with with cancer. And I was just, you know, going to the streets of New York City to get whatever I could find to make a brownie to use it. So I wasn't really specifically, like, looking at the strains and what it did to me and that type of stuff. However, once I was kind of in remission, as they call it, that was for me when, when like it was a really, uh, CBD became a really big part of my life. You know, I was plagued with anxiety and the fear of relapse and just ruminating over destructive thoughts in my head. And so I was introduced at that time, you know, when I was in my survivorship phase post-cancer to CBD. And um, that for me, it was like, I, I try to explain it to you. it was almost like taking a deep breath. You know, I was just, you know, in my brain, there was just layers and layers upon just like, you know, these creating these scenarios that I couldn't answer and like destructive thoughts. And I just wasn't able to process things. And once I started taking CBD regularly, like every day, like a multivitamin, then it was Mm -hmm. like things started to settle. My mind cleared a little bit and I was able to kind of make some smarter choices
1: and kind of take action versus just ruminating on destructive thoughts all the time. So so the people at home understand, because I'm a CBD, uh, THC user uh, mm-hmm. Nightly, and it has definitely changed my life and my outlook as well. And, and I, you know, I did not suffer from cancer, but I do have psoriatic arthritis, which mm-hmm. is getting to me as I got older. And I was waking up in terrible pain. So I said, I'll try it. You know, I didn't know what to expect. And it worked. And I still use it. And the clarity uh, of mind that I've gotten from it is pretty incredible. It, you find the same thing absolutely, yes, completely, 100%, uh, you know, changed my life,
2: and um, for the exact same reasons you were mentioning, and uh, I also feel It felt, is hard to
1: explain to people, though, isn't it?
2: It, it kind of is, you know, I, you know, that's, it is like kind of uh, turning the light on a little bit, it's clarity, it's calm, it's peace, I was getting good night's rest, uh, not to mention, like, as an athlete, and getting an old, being, becoming an older athlete, you know, it definitely helps with a lot some of my joints you know the topical stuff as well as some of the ingestibles Um, it helps with my joints and my joint pain and inflammation so I feel that uh, you know the plant itself CBD alone you know is very helpful and then if things get pretty you know a little bit rough for me or I'm having a panic attack then I will do what you're talking about and do more of like a one-to-one CBD to THC ratio in the form of a tincture that goes you know underneath my tongue and that kind of just relieves my stress and anxiety a little bit quicker. Um, right, a play. sublingual. You know, yeah, it's exactly. Very effective. I mean, when I, things I are really bad, I have like I have a vape. I, I don't condone snowmoking for myself, but like if things are really bad, I have a vape. So I'll like puff on a vape, and then I'll put a tincture in, so the vape will calm me down. Then I'll stack it with a tincture, so like 20 minutes later, then it will set in, and that really kind of helps relieve like like uh, stress and anxiety that
1: are present at that moment. Right. You know, um, when I first started taking it as well, I, I realized something that I was getting less sleep, but I realized at the same time I was getting very powerful REM sleep. Like when I would go out, especially if I was using a 5 to 1 or a 1 to 1 at night, I would have this intense sleep that I hadn't experienced in a very long time. And when I woke up, I was fresh and it really changed my outlook for the next day. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, same experience here.
2: And i you know, that you ask about the type of type that I use now. Uh, mm-hmm. A buddy of mine became uh, bought a farm up in Vermont called Mont Kush. You know, his daughter was struggling from some genetic disorders and having epileptic seizures. So mm-hmm. he was like, "All right, well, I'm going to grow some stuff to put in my daughter's body." And I was like, "Well." I want to be part of that. Like if you're going to grow something good enough to put in your daughter's body, I want to be part of that. So I moved up to Vermont so I could plant, I could harvest, I could process so I could see it literally from, you know, the seed all the way till it's put into my body. And for me to have like some sort of, you know I was totally hooked on synthetics because of cancer. So I was, I'm always conscious of what I'm putting in my body, but this stuff, you know, so I'm going after like organic, solvent free, sun grown, hand chopped, you know, processed with a rosin press. Um, that's my vibe. Uh more than, in to go with a than more of like an isolate type situation, of course. That's cool.
1: So you've gone full hog in. That's great. Yeah, I mean, totally. you're you're you bought in to the farm entirely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, because there, I, it was so long, you know, I just to get to bed at night, I was popping Zofran for nausea, Ativan for anxiety, Percocet for pain. I was taking Ambien for sleep, then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd pop in Adderall just to get enough energy to go to the doctors and I was just this cyclical, horrible synthetic lifestyle and all prescribed and all needed at that time or I could, you know, eat a pot brownie. And I was like much nicer to be around. I wasn't an asshole. You know, like I could eat, you know, I could sleep well. My anxiety was low and I was just a much, I just, it was a much better experience for me. And so that's what I try to make the comparison to. I got completely off the synthetics and now I'm on kind of like, you know, something that's grown from the earth. Like nature is the world's pharmacy.
1: Yeah. And and I I often refer to it as um, the pharmaceutical death spiral, because if you continue on that trend in that pathway, it's, you get better maybe in the short run, but if you get hooked on it, for instance, like so many people are on um, opiates now, it it doesn't take you anywhere good. It only goes worse and worse and worse. So being able to alleviate pain in a natural and homeopathic way is uh, a tremendously liberating thing. And I'm sure you, I can tell from your voice, you, you got that from it.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, I I, I want to be clear. I'm not against like pharmaceuticals, like chemotherapy and cancer research and medical research saved my life. But for me now, like cannabis and CBD was a good supplemental way to, you know, mitigate the side effects of cancer treatments. And now I use that mostly full time for, you know, the stuff, um, you
1: know, when I'm having some issues. Right on. Well, we're going to take our first break. Believe it or not, the first segment's already done. And when we get back, Ethan, I want to talk to you about grassroots soccer Me because sure. I think it's a really cool program, and I think you've got more stuff going on. We'll be right back with Ethan Zahn here on Dazed and Infused.
0: We'll be back to crave your sweet tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this.
1: Trends and technology, processes and products—we cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company.
2: the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times.
0: Oh, yeah, get it on Android and, I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on Crap you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Dazed and infused. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward. Back again with Ethan Zahn. Um, Survivor Africa winner. Won a lot of money, but it, he didn't do the normal thing and go out and buy a Ferrari. He started a charitable foundation called Grassroots Soccer. Welcome back, Ethan. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad so, you didn't leave me during the break. You know, that was <laughs> So, um... Tell us about grassroots soccer. Um, great great name and I've seen pictures of the kids doing it on online, obviously. Where'd you get the idea and where's it going? I got the so
2: prior to my time on Survivor, the TV show, I actually played professional soccer in Zimbabwe. and while I was there, I just witnessed firsthand what was happening with HIV and AIDS, and how it was just destroying this community that was i now a part of. And a good friend of mine, the starting goalkeeper for my team, he ended up getting sick with HIV, kicked off the team, ostracized from the community, and lived a horrible end to his life. Oh and so, you know, at that time in my life, I didn't know what I could do about this. Like, what can one person do to help this massive problem in all of Africa? This is in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything. You know, I said, it's not my problem, but lucky for me, I was chosen to be on the reality show survivor. I did well on the show. You know, part of uh, winning is you get money. I got to win a million bucks and an incredible platform. And so I met up with some soccer buddies of mine and we created grassroots soccer and grassroots soccer is an adolescent health organization that's using the power of soccer to help educate, inspire, and mobilize young people to make healthier choices in life. Mm. And, uh, As a soccer fan, I'm sure you understand the power of soccer and the and the heroes that the sport creates. So, like, we're taking those professional players, the professional coaches, the peer leaders from the community. We're sending them into the classrooms to teach the kids on making right choices in life.
1: So, when um, during this program, do you inspire the kids to get involved after their term of soccer is over? Like, no one, very few people can be pros. You were fortunate to be a pro. But um, after, say, their high school career or their grade school career within soccer is done, are you mentoring these kids to come up within your organization or pass it on?
2: Yeah, I mean, our organization, I'd say it's less about soccer and it's more about health education. Soccer's the hook. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we, you know, you can put a soccer ball down anywhere in the world and you instantly have 25 friends, right? So we boys and girls are just, ex- every little kid who wants to grow up to be a professional soccer player. So we use soccer as a hook and then we use the, the, the themes that are built in within the sport to help deliver these health interventions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not really developing a player to become a professional. We're really
1: developing their life skills, So is it any uh, income bracket, any age group, uh, or is it just targeted to mainly kids in poverty or, you know, perennial poverty?
2: Yeah, we work in the areas where soccer is one of the most popular sports. And it's kind of the the worst in terms of uh, economics and, you know, rape and drug and and sexual violence. So that's where we go. Um, And uh, yeah, we're in 60 countries who
1: graduated 2.7 million kids from the program. Wow, you just beat me to my next question. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, That's great. That is amazing. And is there anybody else notable who um, is on your team on the pro soccer side? Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, we got a lot of notables, you know, we partner with uh, some pretty big organizations, Manchester United, Man City, Arsenal, um, you know, so we have us Alex Ferguson, David Beckham, Robert Perez, uh, Freddie Lundberg, we have Kristen Press, who's a star on the U.S. Women's National Team. They're all ambassadors for grassroots soccer.
1: Wow, that is a star-studded
2: lineup. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, we're, we're doing a lot of good stuff. Um, I'm incredibly honored to still be involved with the organization and be able to, you know you know, spread the word and, and, and do the work that we do. Are you still involved day to day? Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm still involved day to day, but I do more like non-traditional fundraising. So we have like gala events and three V three soccer tournaments and corporate cups and charity games and uh marathon team. If anyone's looking to run the New York city marathon, let me know. we got spots. Um, so yeah, I'm still involved on that level on the fundraising side of things. And, okay. um, What's really exciting is if I got a minute to share is like basically now I'm using everything that I learned over the past 20 years with grassroots soccer and I'm applying that to the cannabis industry right now, except we're working within, um, you know, drugs and uh, misuse prevention. So I created a new organization with the other co-founder of grassroots soccer, a guy named Kirk Friedrich. We created Safe Root foundation and we believe cannabis is good for public health but we also believe if more kids start misusing cannabis and drugs it's bad for the kids it's bad for the industry so we feel that if we raise money from the cannabis industry and then we support the best evidence based teenage drug prevention programs around the country then we have a a real
1: uh, a, a real way to make an impact on making sure kids aren't misusing cannabis great are you announcing this for the first time on the airwaves I'm right now? Or? No,
2: this is this is happening <laughs> right now. Like, damn, maybe. I didn't get a scoop, Ethan. <laughs> I sure wish I would have known. But, um, but yeah, like I feel like uh, we we got a, a couple grants, so now we have an after-school sport coach curriculum that will help. You know, these coaches are some of the people that these kids see every single day. You know, maybe they come from an area where their parents don't really want to talk about drugs. The teachers don't want to talk about drugs. So their coaches, these are people they respect. And what we've learned through our research over the years is not only is it the message, it's the messenger. So if we arm these coaches with the right information on how to deliver important information about drug misuse and help identify kids who may may be misusing, we feel we can make a really big stamp in the industry.
1: Well, I think it's a, it's a very worthwhile goal, and I think right now, um, with so many strange things actually happening in the cannabis industry as it matures and gets to where it's on kind of its own two legs and operating like a normal business, we're always in transition. And I think the outreach for children, drug awareness, and proper use of an adult Product, I think that's really key. So I commend you for taking that on. I think it's a very worthwhile cause.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I feel, you know, it's like uh, tobacco anti-smoking, iPhone anti-screen time, alcohol drunk driving. It's the same thing. The industry has a role to play, making
1: sure kids don't misuse cannabis and drugs. Yeah, that's right. Let me ask you about a different question because like I said earlier, this is very much, uh, this show at least uh, tonight with you is about... Um, a different aspect of cannabis and like in our weed for warriors or our veterans cannabis groups that we bring on, we talk about, about PTSD. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a big thing, obviously with veterans returning from war, how about for a cancer patient like yourself, PTSD and the anxiety that it caused. do you see any need for outreach there? Because I, it certainly sounds like there's a lot of PTSD out there in the cancer world. Oh Yeah. I mean this that is
2: for me and a lot of the people that I'm connected with one of the most difficult parts of surviving cancer you know surviving cancer is pretty easy i'm not going to lie like when a doctor tells you to do something or you'll die you pretty much do it right but it's yeah. when you're kind of released from the hospital and they say okay you're in remission it's not like your life just snaps back to normal and like i'm different the people around me are different i need to interact with the world in a different way i you know you you play you get plagued by these what if scenarios like what if the cancer comes back What if the chemo didn't work? What if I don't get a job? What if I have kids? What if I get married? Like all this stuff. So like the PTSD of going through a traumatic situation like cancer is a huge issue, especially
1: if you're a young adult, you know, 25 to 39 years old and you got the rest of your life to live. Right. And that hearty handshake and a rousing good luck from your doctor as you exit (laughs) the hospital is certainly not going to treat your PTSD, right? You take it home with you. Yes. And so, I mean, we're not doctors. You and I are not doctors. I, I assume you're not a doctor. Okay. But um, I, I would say that it's worth giving a try. I have another friend who had terminal brain cancer and was literally in his last two weeks of life. And he started a similar treatment to what you did with a compound, uh, much like Charlotte's Web. And I want to take this break and just say a shout out and um, rest in peace to Charlotte Figgy, who died last yes. uh, two weeks ago. Um, tragedy. But she gave so much to this um, industry and the world. So shout out to you, Charlotte. Um, But I think it it needs to be spoken about more, especially with cancer patients. It's always the old thing. And you use the great example of the brownie because I remember my mother's friends going through breast cancer using the brownies, you know? Yep. And it now, so outreach needs to be expanded and told that CBD, THC can be... What you need, especially for PTSD from cancer or or similar problems. Well, we're going to go into the break, and um, our last segment is going to be about what you're doing in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like to ask you a, um, what I ask every one of my guests is to relate a Stony story. Ooh. And it's just kind of an uplifting thing at the end of the segment, where it doesn't even have to be about you. It could be something you observe, someone smoking weed or. And ingestible. You got a couple minutes to think about it while we go into the break. And um, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear anything you have to say on that subject because it's something very interesting to a lot of people at home. We'll be right back with these and on.
0: We'll be back to crave your sweet tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee.
1: natural substances produce the results that cbd is producing in the animals that we are testing on
0: it's a dog's life with angela Ardolino, only on cannabis radio
1: hey take a look at this they're
2: selling smart pots
1: (laughs) they have pot that can make you smart where is it not that kind of pot garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on cannabisradio.com.
1: Welcome back to Dazed and Infused with Ethan Zahn, Survivor Africa winner. Once again, I have to say that because it does get to a lot of people in, in, involved in the program tonight and we're talking about soccer we're talking about cbd thc and cancer survivor i mean i have to say ethan you're if you're gonna write a book it's gonna have to be the ultimate survivor because you really pulled it off man (laughs) thank you i appreciate that i appreciate Um, so when we went to the break, uh, well, we didn't even announce it, but it is time in the show right now to talk about what I like to call stony story, All right. any story that you want to relate to the people at home just for a chuckle. Sure.
2: Um, I'm I'm a half. I'm gonna feature myself in this Stony story. I hope that's okay. Okay,
1: that's always good.
2: Um, so you may, you heard me mention? I waited a long time to actually try. For the first second semester of my senior year, I actually happened to study junior year abroad in the Turks and Caicos Islands, studying marine biology. I was on you season. poor guy. I know, you poor right. Guy. Yeah. And I got credit for that, if you could believe it. I mean, don't tell my you I can't believe they gave me credit for studying like marine biology. I basically went scuba diving every day, three times a day, and got credit. For
1: it. That's a George Costanza job. <laughs>
2: yes, it totally <laughs> is. It totally is. Uh, so, where I was, that's where I tried cannabis for the first time. But the guy who gave it to me was this, he cleaned our little dorms and he was a total Rastafarian and I'm Jewish. He was Rastafarian. We connected over like not eating pork and like, you know, Passover and all this stuff. So he's like, you got to try this stuff. I'm like, okay, it happened to be the day before earth day. And so we had brought in all these like sea creatures and put them in our swimming pool because we're going to bring kids in the next day to let them like touch and feel this stuff. So I smoked pot and I, we, I sorry, smoked for the first time, didn't do anything, did again, didn't do anything. Finally, it freaking hit me like a wreck star. And then we're playing around in this swimming pool full of sea creatures and I'm touching like, you know, like uh sea stars and sea cucumbers and like conch. And it was just like this total, I just floating in the water and touching it the- all for the first time. And it, I mean, it makes it sound like It was just an incredible experience that I've never had ever before in my life and a positive experience at that. I probably shouldn't have dove into a swimming pool while I was high for the first time, but it was just a surreal experience in a foreign country with this Rastafarian giving me weed in a swimming pool before Earth Day. It was just like everything came together
1: and that was a, a wonderful moment for myself. Well, that's a good stony story. I like hearing that. (laughs) <laughs> you're, welcome. you're welcome everybody's got one you know it's yeah. just one of those I like to call it the Cheech and Chong moment you know yeah. it just it just happens to all of us at one point and we, and we all can relate you know whether it's just taking that brownie and saying a half an hour later god this didn't do anything I better need yeah. two more oh boy bad i not tell my mom though I don't think she's aware that that <laughs> so Ethan what's going on um, in the future for you and uh, grassroots soccer and uh, any other projects you got going on
2: Sure. Well, like right now, I am currently on television. So I got asked, <laughs> I got asked back to play um, Survivor Forty, which is the fortieth season of Survivor. It's called Winners at War, and they asked back the twenty most popular winners of all time to compete again. So I'm currently playing. I'm not doing. I got voted to the edge of extinction, but I'm still in the game. So that's part of exciting. So that's happening right now. And yeah, I was talking about that farm, Mont and uh, we filmed the whole seed-to-sale process for reality show that's coming out in the fall. Um, and so that's going to be really exciting. The other two Does guys... have a name yet? It's called Kings of Cush. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's made by the guy who did um, Monster Garage, Ice Road Truckers, Deadliest Catch, you know, Storage Wars. So it's kind of got that, like, American spirit, big equipment kind of feel. Well-produced. Well produced show. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be incredible. And um, part of that is we have a brand called Mont which means happy mountain. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll get heavily involved in that once Survivor's over and I'm going to make that my, you know, full time situation. And it's really exciting. You know, obviously I said I'm involved with it, but to really see the process from start to finish is it's really cool. for me, especially, you
1: know? Yeah. Now you sound like you're very upbeat about survivor. It sounds like it's been a wonderful experience for you. Am I reading that correctly? The, the concept of survivor has been a wonderful experience. This particular
2: season I'm playing on, I'm going through a little bit of a rough patch right now. Uh-oh. um <laughs> talking about PSD early PTSD earlier. Like, I was sent to this island, which is like a desolate island, no food, no water, I'm skinny, I'm depressed, I'm surrounded by people I don't like. I'm like, uh, you know, basically in between life and death in the game and it really brought back a lot of bad memories for me because the last time I felt like that was when I was sick with cancer. Yet here I am, I don't have any of my tools. I don't have my CBD, I don't have my wife, I don't have my cats. I'm just playing this game in the middle of nowhere. And it's a pretty stressful situation and you see it play out on the show. They did a good job of editing it and letting people know how miserable I really am.
1: <laughs> Where, where's the, Where's this one taking place? Uh, Fiji. Fiji. Oh, poor, yes. now, you're, you're always in the worst places.
2: <laughs> I was a poor guy. I mean, granted, I got to go on the show, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's, it's a dire situation out there. Oh. So does Montcush have a website? Yeah, you can visit montcush.com, and uh, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so... Uh, we are having a special Survivor 50. If you type in that code, you get 50% off anything on the site. And the one thing I'll direct you know some folks to is we have a really incredible CBDA product, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit different than traditional CBD. And for me personally, it's kind of raw hemp and we, there's no solvents. We just use a giant
1: rosin press, a little bit of heat and it's just like fresh squeezed. Cannabis juice is what it is, and, and how are how are you advising people to use that, or not advising? But how are you? What's the general usage of that product?
2: General usage is a tincture and under the under the tongue, either at night
1: to help you sleep. I use it every mm-hmm. day for anxiety. That sounds like a real. And can you ship over state lines? Yes, we can. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I, I'm going to look it up then. Yeah, sounds like do. a great great product. And uh, any books or appearances you're doing? Um, as of right, no appearances cause I can't go anywhere. Um, You're, Oh yeah. I forgot about all that. Right.
2: <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I've developed this, uh, what we call the isolation survival guide. And, uh, because I've spent, uh, over 260 days in isolation due to my cancer and, three times on Survivor, I have a little bit of an experience kind of surviving isolation, learning how to be productive, um, taking care of anxiety and acceptance, and learning how to be creative and being selfless at the same time um, were all some of the tips that I use going through cancer and my life after cancer that helped me survive and thrive these crisis situations. So I have, uh, it's not necessarily a book,
1: but it's a little bit of a survival guide, and that should be coming Mm -hmm. out soon. That's a great place to end this really nice interview. Ethan, you've been a delightful guest and keep doing what you're doing, man. It sounds like you are the ultimate survivor and you're doing what's right and doing what's right for humanity. So thank you very much.
2: Well, thank you so much. And, you know, thanks for including me in your show and letting me uh, talk
1: about myself. (laughs) So thank you. You bet. And good luck to Monk Kush. And uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future. If you have another project, we'd love to have you on. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Ethan. Have a good one. As always, this show is brought to you by Shuggies. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S at shuggies.com where you can find delicious agave syrup and sugar infused with THC. Visit shuggies.com for delicious recipes for drinks and food. Thank you very much for being here.